to all of our wonderful listeners out there. We are out of bounds, and we bring you the best of sports every week. This is your boy, T-Dubs, a.k.a. Tyler Watkins. How are you doing, fellas? David and Devin, how are you doing in the building? Doing pretty good. How are you guys doing? I'm I'm hanging out. It's It's been a wonderful day so far. Yeah. And so we had a wonderful interview in this, this week, and we hope to bring you more this semester and also a more powerful statement in the NBA teams boycotting the playoffs. The players just reached a sentence to re- – they just reached an agreement, excuse me, to continue the NBA playoffs. And, boys, how do you feel about the stance? Once again, the NBA taking a strong stance in favor of Black Lives Matter. Um, personally, I think that because they just took a stance yesterday – it's kind of crazy that they've also decided to resume the playoffs. I think if you start something like a movement like this, you have to keep going. It's not going to be enough to start one game um, and boycott just that. You have to boycott the entire playoffs and just to make a bigger statement. Yeah, I totally agree. But, I mean, to me, it was more of like a small step to get that attention. You know, that head turner, the one that gets to people's attention, sets up the bigger events. You know, this is one small step that we keep taking over and over again in order to get to our one goal of achieving equality. Yeah, so it ends up being negative PR for the Orlando Magic, and it kind of just leaves them looking like they're the bad guys. But really, had the Bucks had the, the foresight that it might have been better to communicate with the rest of the league instead of just doing it by themselves, it would have been a more cohesive message. Now look, now look, they're they're almost backtracking on exactly what they're saying. The Lakers and the Clippers, from where I haven't understood, are might possibly go back on saying that they're going to boycott the rest of the playoffs. If you're going to do it, do it. But don't say you're going to do it and not do it. Uh, I agree. And uh, bouncing off of that point, um, the same thing happened with Kenny Smith, Shaq, and Charles. Uh, Kenny Smith decided all of a sudden to spread the moment. He was just going to walk off the set. And it kind of made Charles and Shaq also look bad just because you know, people don't know, hey, they might not care as much because they didn't walk off the set, and they were also former players as well as African-Americans. So um, so yeah. he, here's my question. Given given the current situation, should they or should they not cancel the rest of the playoffs? Personally, I think they should, just because that would make a bigger statement than just one game. Like, people are going to be like, if they go back, you know, in a week or so, people are going to be like, oh, they were only fronting for a week. But if they canceled the entire playoffs – as much as that would suck for fans, I feel like that would show that you mean business, like for real. Yeah, that would show a bigger statement than just saying, oh, we're just going to sit out for one game and then, oh, we're, we're back at it two days later or however long they um, decide that they're going to resume the games. I mean, it's all about the statement. You got the attention now. Now you have to stick with it. Right. That's the issue. This is yeah. bigger than basketball, you know. But I think it's imperative that they finish out the season. Because, look, at the end of the day, is yes, is it a stronger statement if you stop the season? But really, what what's that going to do? Is that really going to change some of the, these narratives that are be going on? I think that you can have this conversation while still playing these playoff games. It's, it's imperative that you continue the conversation because the, the longer that you keep playing, the more you can have an open dialogue um, and continue playing. With them closing off the season and shutting it down, they kind of the statement is like, "We're no longer gonna give you what you want. We're no longer, you know, giving all the owners what they want." They're like, "Look, if we stop playing, the owners, they're kind of forced to do something, right? Because they could decide to stop playing this season. They could decide to not come back next season, and then the owners have to do something. But if they go back and play, then the owners are gonna be like, "Oh, okay. No matter what we do, at the end of the day, they're still gonna go back and play. Like, at the end of the day, they might just not really change anything." Versus this might have a financial impact on the owners. 
Like this is like a chain effect. You know what I mean? No, I understand. But couldn't couldn't you have this exact conversation when you're collectively bargaining? Not, and I'm not saying wait wait for when the contract's up, play out the playoffs, and then have the conversation. The the, the rebuttal that that's going to be obvious is uh, it's not it's not going to have the same emotional impact at the moment because right people are saying now is the time, and I agree with that. However, you're going to literally give up an NBA champion. 2020 is going to it's going to literally have an asterisk, no NBA champion. I think they're okay with that. Le- Le- LeBron's going to yeah, be okay. Kawhi's going to be okay with that. Things, okay with As that. an NBA fan, are you guys okay with that? Yeah. I mean, if it's yeah. if it's like NBA champion It shows that they're serious. Or like more rights for African Americans. Like they cuz that's one year versus what like 400 years of oppression so to them it's like this is one championship and it's like yeah you could be a champion or whatever but nobody's gonna care because you know it's like my people aren't getting the rights that they feel like they deserve at the end of the day so it's like they could walk away from basketball but they can't walk away from you know their skin color and getting like treated the way that they are you know what i mean so it's like one championship versus fighting for what you believe in i guess I'll give them that. Like, if, if they are going to do it, I want them to, to fully commit. I just don't know if that's the right way to do, go about it. I think it's something that should be very well thought out and should be done in unison. I, I don't like the fact that the Bucks went ahead and just did it without communicating with anyone else. I do agree with that, yeah. It would look better as a unified front Absolutely. rather than, you know, yeah. here and there. All right, guys, we have with us a very special guest with us today, Gustavo Vasconcelos, starting goalkeeper for FGC Men's Soccer. How are you today? I'm good. Great. Thanks, great. For, thanks for the invite. Absolutely. Absolutely. We have Devin with us in this interview. What's going on, uh, everybody? Yeah. And so, first of all, I would be remiss if we didn't address the elephant in the room. How are you and your team handling the postponement of your season at the moment? Honestly, I think people got disappointed at first but now they understand that we have more time i always think that we need to control what we can control and what we can control now is just preparing for the following season it might happen this spring or just postpone to the fall we need to wait to see what's going to happen but i think the mindset of the team is really good we just came back practice and the environment is really good you had practice today yeah we had practice today really okay and uh how was your off season what did you do to uh you know stay prepared so during the summer uh Actually, by the end of the spring, I had probably not a good incident to my to, to my career. I turned my ACL, my left knee, and actually was in the last practice of spring. So what is wasn't even like a mandatory practice. It was like op- optional practice. But I mean, I try to be as professional as I can um, when I'm playing soccer, and I wasn't, I'll say, smart enough to just like take it easy. And I went like at 100% in this optional practice and I kind of ended up like turning my ACL. So during the summer, I was just, I had got surgery and I stayed here at FGCU, just recovering and doing rehab. I'm fr- originally from Brazil and I could have come come back, but I decided to stay here and I'll have a more, um, I would say, di- uh, I would say a more directed treatment. How was the recovery process for you? I mean, I'm still on the recovery process. I'm like three months, almost f- I'm four months uh, from the surgery. 
and it's been good. It's, I'm being like I'm I'm improving a lot. So still got like three more months to to go. So for me, having the season postponed was like a thing that okay, kind of I kind of got lucky. You know, I didn't want that to happen because regardless, I'll get like one extra year to play. But I think because of this situation, like I'm not worried of missing any games because I'll have time to recover and and be back. And how did Tanger ACL affect you mentally? Man, at first. I was like, okay, it was my first year, my my last year, I mean. Uh, I'm a senior, and then was just thinking like you just come negative thoughts at first, mm -hmm. like automatic. But then you start like try to think like I said, you can only control what you can control, right? You cannot control things outside uh, of of the world, like COVID, all the stuff I can't control. So I try to focus on what I can do, and I believe that everything happens for for a reason. And that being said. I just I try to be positive as much as I can, and I I'm not like affected for the opposite. It's make me st mentally stronger. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And so I, I you know I had a question about your 2019 season. You guys started off the season very good, coming up with that upset victory against Michigan. Uh, I believe at Michigan, you guys started off so strong yet finished so poorly. Well. This season, yeah, you're right. We had like two, the first like I think four games was really good. We we were ranked like top 25, I'd say. In the nation. In the nation, yeah, yeah we're in the top 25. We had a really good, strong beginning. That the team kind of disconnected when we went to California and we had two loss over there. And we came back from like a long trip and we had like a strong opening. It was UCF. So we had three games that were, they were really, really hard. And we have this travel moment between everything. And this kind of like dismotivated the team. I don't think that we're doing, we're like, there was like a crisis or any problem inside of the team because a week before we we're doing really well. So I think guys just uh, felt the, 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 the loss that we had in California and against UCF at home. And then you had to be mentally strong to come back. And I think we didn't have that, you know, and having going now to a new year, I think the guys, the seniors and the juniors, sophomores too, that had this experience can bring that to the team and make our team stronger for, for the next games, for next seasons. And uh, how do you typically bounce back from, uh, say, a loss or something like that? Man, I usually try to to look at even if I do good or if I do bad, I try to watch the the film. Mm. Uh, we have like all our games are recorded, so I try to watch everything and make notes, go to the coach's office and see what I can improve. I think as an athlete, as a human being, you have to be teachable. You have to understand that you have the limitation. You're not perfect, and even if you are having like an amazing season, you still have room to improve. Right. So, looking at, you know, I was looking at, at a few of your pictures since you were a freshman, and I noticed that your beard has steadily developed and grown. So, let me ask you, man, what are you taking and where can I get some? Uh, it's called rice and beans. That's my secret. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that's, that's I, when I came here, I didn't even know how to speak English. I would go to classes and I, I, I say that my best friend was Google Translator, the app. <laughs> The, because I would just go to class and I was like, oh my gosh, what is, was this guy saying? I would open the book of, I think I took a class, uh, 
U.S. history since 19-something. Mm-hmm. Oh, you didn't know crap, did you? It, I didn't know anything. <laughs> I was just open the book. I was like, I thought I think this is Latin or some other language because this is not English. <laughs> and as you grow, you see how much you improve because like four years ago, I'll never be able to be giving this this interview now. Yeah. And now you see how much you can like don't have the control of the language. Not as perfect as I'd like to, but uh, it's, it's getting there. And something like... Also, with the beard, I think it was just something that you grow and it just come out like naturally. I didn't use anything. I, I actually like I, I search on Google you now how to, to grow a beard <laughs> and everything. But uh, I, I, I'm really like careful with what I put in my body. So I was like, no, let's just let it grow as the time goes. Yeah, I got to get on that. I don't really have much, uh, <laughs> going on over here. <laughs> um, but how have you adapted to training and workouts during quarantine, even with your ACL and everything? So I'm... I'm like crazy about training. Mm-hmm. So when I focus on something, I want to give everything that I that I have. And sometimes it's not a good thing because sometimes you exceed the limits and you just go beyond your what you can do, you know, and, you know, respecting your body. And with the quarantine, I honestly, I could say it didn't affect me much, you know, like because like what I like what I said in the beginning, like if you can only control what you can control, like it's like a way to get out of anxiety. You know, and I'm a very anxious person, so I'm always looking to see things that what I can get out of anxiety, I can just focus on what I can control. So the quarantine was like, so I'm injured. What can I do? I can only do rehab. So how can I do rehab? Okay, I go to the training room. I have the the trainer with me. So let's focus on it, you know. So for me, like I didn't have the opportunity to be outside playing. I think a lot of the guys... Um, kind of felt that because they didn't have the opportunity to go outside and be training, be with the team. But I know a lot of them because I talk to a lot of them. I see a lot of, I don't know, in social media, they're training, you know, they having something that they can do by themselves. We had some players that stay here, for example, Connor, uh, Noah, uh, Jahan, he just graduated. I see other guys all the time on the field. So I think they did what they, they could do and, and adapt with that. Gotcha. Uh, I noticed also... <laughs> that you got a concussion and that sidelined you the rest of the season. How did you handle that and what exactly happened? Man, I don't remember to be honest because <laughs> I lost my memory that day. I lost the memory. But uh, it's crazy because in the beginning of my career, I could say in Brazil you have, okay, you can play as a field player or you can play as a goalkeeper. And I always to be, wanted to be a field player because field player scores, you know, like yeah. you can't celebrate. Like goalkeeper, what do you do? Like... You can be a hero, of course, if you save a picture or something, but you're more likely to not be a hero, you know. And it's kind of reckless. You know, you, as you grow in experience, like I know I'm not going to put myself in those situations. But in, that, in, this, in, the, in the play of that game was against USF at, at Tampa. It was right in the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. I don't remember anything what happened. I just know because I saw the video. You know, I saw the, the tape after the game but i just remember waking up in the like in the bench uh-huh. just yeah. saying like what's going on here and from there i remember not much you know i just see like people telling me oh you're just yelling you're dizzy that and i was not like fainting i was awake but i just didn't have my conscious so after that because of the protocol you have to wait two weeks i think and it was already like to the middle to the end of the season and it was tough because I was trying to get back as soon as I as I could, but you have to respect the protocol. Yeah. Uh, right. We should we should get him an FGCU uh, football helmet. 
I I bought one. I bought I bought one, but I was like, I can I can I can do it because I think my sophomore year I got a concussion too. First thing I did was I went on Amazon and I I I bought like a a rugby uh, like a rugby helmet. Yeah. God, I was excited. Okay, now I'm gonna be like Peter Check, which is a goalkeeper from. He's a Ar- Arsenal is like a very famous goalkeeper and he wears that too. Yeah. And yeah, I played FIFA no he is. Yeah, you know, <laughs> if you know FIFA, you go Arsenal, like he was a long time in Chelsea from, from England. And I put it two minutes, I was like, I'm not able to use this. Like <laughs> it's it's Great so job. it bothers so much. Before we get you out of here, I got one last question. What conversations have been taking place, uh, at least from FGCU soccer? Uh, about the postponement and whether we will actually see FGCU soccer in the spring. We, we we hope that everything works well. And I think a lot of guys are excited, especially me, because now the spring season won't count as a season. So we will play the spring season. We'll be like a shorter season. We'll be like only 10 games in the, in the conference games and the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then you have the <coughs> fall right after and you will, it won't count as like two seasons. It just won't count on one season. So if you play in the spring and the fall, it's just one season. That's that's what I know for now. So will we have you here or playing for FGCU in 2021? Yes. Great. Of course. You're here first, folks. <laughs> no, of course. Of course. That's that's my goal. Because I graduate now in the fall. Could leave. But my goal is to to stay here and, and play soccer mm-hmm. as long as I can. And also stay in the U.S. So And I, I love FGCU. I love the team and this place as well. So as much as I can stay here and have eligibility, I'll be. Right. And uh, before you go, I'd like to know, what are your plans post-soccer or post-graduation? Well, I have a lot of plans, but I would say the main one is work with with soccer, Mm -hmm. not only as a professional soccer player, but uh, influence Brazil, influence the U.S. with the experience that I had during soccer in my, my, my life. Like soccer, literally, I'm speaking English right now. It's not because I, I don't know, a teacher or something. It's because of soccer. You know, soccer may brought me from from Brazil, and brought me to the U.S. And now I can speak English. I can speak Spanish because of of soccer. I know people all around the world from many many countries because of soccer. Because of soccer, I had the best feelings of my life. I know the like the, my, my best friends come from soccer. So my education comes from soccer. So everything comes from soccer. I don't say like soccer is not like a god for me. It's just a way that maybe God used to give me a better life. Absolutely. So cool, I man. just want to like, put that like put that in other people's life as well. You know, so people that are passionate about soccer in, in the U.S. and as World Cups coming 2026 over here, I think soccer will explode. I and think so too. Yeah. yeah. So it will explode. Like uh, and before you go, is there any plugs? Anything you want to shout out? I mean. I just shout out to my team. Shout out to FGCU. I Go guess. Eagles, and baby. You <laughs> Go Eagles, yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Have a nice day. Thank you for coming in. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. And we're going to go ahead and move on to our Beat the Buzzer. And Devin, do you have your winners and losers for this week? Uh, yes, I do, Ty. Thank you. Um, this week's losers are going to be the Orlando Magic. Um, because of the games being postponed as of yesterday, they have to stay in the bubble for probably one or two more days when they could have easily been eliminated and they could have just walked from the arena to the crib. But, um, yeah, that's this week's losers. And this week's winners, I would probably say the Trailblazers, just because they get a little bit more time to prepare for the next game against the Lakers before they're eliminated. Or, you know, they might surprise us all in Steel Game 5, I believe. Doubt so, it. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, uh, for me, however, 
Uh, gonna talk about some football for once this episode. <laughs> uh, first of all, my loser, Earl Thomas. Uh, I, I don't understand what happened. Uh, apparently, in the middle of that play, he lost he he lost his assignment in the coverage, and then there was obviously uh, an argument between him and Chuck Clark uh, about whose assignment it was. He ended up punching Chuck Clark. Uh, now he's booted off the Ravens. It seems like a disastrous situation. Earl Thomas, who knows where he's going to end up, but definitely taking the L. I think he was the highest paid safety uh, up until he was released. So you go from a Super Bowl contender to making the most amount of money at your position to being without a job. And who knows who's going to pick him up given his history uh, with uh, with NFL's teams. They're saying good old Jerry Jones is waiting for him over there. They're yeah. saying that the yeah, Cowboys if he are sign, the if he signs him right now. If he signs him, he's going to have no money when he already doesn't have any money. And he's still got to sign Prescott. I don't see it happening with That's the Cowboys. That's true, too. Um, yeah. My winners, though, are going to be my Miami Dolphins because apparently – uh, the 305 is going to allow limited crowds uh, into the stadium. I can't wait to get my uh, tickets discounted. Let's go, Fins, baby. <laughs> hey, props to them. And I'm going to go ahead and ro- keep the ball rolling with different sports, and I'm going to go ahead and hop to the NHL with the Tampa Bay Lightning as my winner for this time of this recording last night, picking up a big 7-1 to victory over the Bruins. And my loser for this week is going to be the New York Islanders facing the Philadelphia Flyers. They came off for the, they came back from being down 3-0 just to lose in overtime. We are out of bounds, out of time. Fellas, do you have anything to say to the crowd? Um, uh, I want to shout out to Naomi Osaka for uh, her stance on the not playing too. That was pretty cool. Respect. David, you have anything? No, sir. Good night. Okay. okay, thank you all. We're out of bounds, out of time. Thank you for listening, folks.